Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from bell to bell, from shoebox to life in a nutshell, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I'm Saker, and I'm a survivor. I'm Evan, and I'm already dead. Oh, oh, oh my washindeiru. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... So dekozaru. Oh, so so. So Evan, so indeed. You might actually be already dead. Your your household is swallowed up in sickness right now. Yes, yes. The Grim Reaper has cast his pall over my house. That's very exciting. My son has an ear infection and my partner is stricken with what we didn't know we thought was the similar disease to my son's, but actually is strep throat. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, so I, it's very great. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had strep throat. Probably like middle school or like, do people, do adults get strep throat? Uh, apparently. Okay, <laughs> very good. Does your partner hang out with a lot of middle schoolers? No, just a baby. Okay. And he is like a, oh God, ear infections are the worst. Like oozing pus mm. and snot from your ear because it's all connected. And did you know you can get a punctured eardrum? From an ear infection? I, I did not know that. Why Why did you pivot right into this? Because you said we wouldn't talk about this. And then You said we wouldn't talk about this. I said I was... I well, said save it for the pod. I've somehow managed to dodge the bullet and I am sickness free, I think. Ooh. Uh, my hands are like chapped from washing. Nice. Disinfecting myself. Sickness free is the way to be, as we learned in D.A.R.E. So I guess I am... Oh, D.A.R.E. <laughs> I don't think they told us about sickness in D.A.R.E. Uh, uh, did you go through the D.A.R.E. program? Of course I did. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I remember from D.A.R.E. is the officer's name, Officer Birchfield, was my D.A.R.E. coordinator. Ooh. Did you have an officer? I'm sure I did. I uh, don't remember him at all. You don't care him? Okay. Uh, but all I, all I remember from D.A.R.E. is that all the potheads would wear D.A.R.E. shirts while they did drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, And they, they've done studies on that, right? D.A.R.E. had literally no effect at all. Literally, 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 literally. <laughs> Uh, if for listeners who don't know what D.A.R.E. is, if you're Canadian or whatever, uh, D.A.R.E. is a... Uh, Drug Abuse Resistance Education. There we go. I had no idea what it stood for. As I was opening my mouth, I was realizing, oh shit, oh shit, save me, Evan, save me. And you did. What a good friend. Yeah, they would, the officer would come in and they would tell you, like, lies, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> marijuana is a gateway drug to... Pot, uh, pot is a gateway drug to cocaine, and cocaine right. is a gateway drug to heroin. You know, very well they could be. What actually is a gateway drug is doctors prescribing too much opiates. <laughs> we didn't know that back in the 90s. Boop, boop. There should be a dare program for doctors. <laughs> doctors are really they're actually, entertaining. They're, <laughs> <laughs> there actually is a program. I, we've uh, we put we've implemented a lot of programs to uh, educate doctors right. on. But there's no like cute mascot like the little lion was for dare. I don't remember the dare mascot. You don't remember the dare? I remember the dare mascot. The dare mascot should have been like a a greaser from the. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, dare you to do some drugs? <laughs> well, that's. And he's I British mean, too, I guess. He's a little cockney. Dare was the worst title for that program. Dare, like, yeah. I dare you. Yeah. Like, I, I dare you. Bet you wouldn't. Bet you wouldn't do this cocaine. But it's just sort of like preaching abstinence for sex. Like, it's just not going to work, you know? Yeah. Kids are going to try drugs. Kids are going to try alcohol. Sure. When I when I taught at my old school, I was forced to teach abstinence education. Abstinence only. Mm. Well, I didn't teach it. I had to sit in the back of the room for three or four days. Just, just fucking crank it while, while they're cranking. <laughs> well, somebody came in and talked. Actually, I read manga the entire time. It was wonderful. Oh. But um, this woman was just like... Hentai manga. Oh, my favorite, favorite mm -hmm. is, okay, you take this packet of vanilla pudding 
and you take this packet of chocolate pudding and these spoons. Okay, now put a glop of your chocolate in her vanilla. Okay, put a glop of your vanilla in his chocolate. Okay, now take the glops out and put them back. Oh, that's right. When you have sex, you put something inside the, and you can never get it back. You're irrevocably changed. Oh. Like We just did the one where it was like you have some sort of fluid in a beaker or test tube or something, and then you like exchange fluids with somebody else. And uh, then all the test tubes are tested, and some of the test tubes had like a some sort of chemical in them that when you applied another chemical, it would change color, so you could see the spread of venereal disease. That is way more educational and interesting than a pudding. Exp- although they got to eat the pudding afterwards. Yeah, so. we should just be teaching safe sex, honestly. Well, of course, yeah, but I don't know. America. Welcome to the Vernigan Ladies podcast. That's sort of the problem that a lot of I've been reading a lot on podcasts actually because we have one now. Uh huh. And I think the they said that. One of the biggest problems is a lot of podcasts spend the first 10 minutes talking about nothing. Is that a problem, though? It's good for establishing rapport, but say if you're listening, this is your first yes. episode. Oh, boy, do I have a review to read for you today. Oh, believe me, I read it. Okay, good. No, and that's, and I've been saying and then this. And then I ruminated on it, and I'm like, maybe we are doing the wrong thing. I've been saying We're wasting this. our time I've been here. saying this since episode one, is that Barenaked Lady fans are going to tune in. And they're going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Also, they're idiots. And people who don't like the Bare Ladies are never going to tune in because why would you listen to a Bare Ladies podcast? So this podcast is for our friends. We're doomed. We're doomed. It's over. <laughs> well, I'm just doing it to have an uh, excuse to hang out with you and, and chit-chat. But I think that what we're coming at, our, our, our goal is to grab... <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a goal? Well, I feel like the majority of Bare Naked Lady fans are people who liked them back in the day and then stopped listening to them when they, you know, graduated from college or whatever. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I remember Bare Naked Ladies. Uh I wonder where they're, what's happening to them? So this is like a VH1 Where Are They Now podcast, but it's going to take us 150 years to get to that. (laughs) It's behind the music as watched in, like, one thirty-second time. So you're kind of a fan of Bare Naked Ladies, and I was kind of a fan back in the day, but, you know, I've just sort of fell away. Right. So I feel like we're coming at this, like, the majority of humans come at the Bare Naked Ladies. Like, oh, shit, Bare Naked Ladies. Right. I remember them. They're pretty good. Right. And, uh, like the majority of humans, if you got together with your friend to talk about Bare Naked Ladies, you'd spend the time talking about anything else. (laughs) Yeah. But we're forced to, I mean, I know a lot more about the Bare Naked Ladies now when I started, so I feel like if you're a listener, you can take this journey with me, and that is what we're selling. Oh, we're selling an experience. We're selling an experience, but unfortunately, no one's ever going to tune in. Well, thankfully, we're selling it for the low price of zero dollars, so... <laughs> if I maybe. had a zero dollar, mm. I'd buy nothing. <laughs> we're coming up to that next week if I had a million. Oh, millions! It's going to be exciting. That's going to be the episode that people tune in for. It's going to be exciting, or was it? Or was it? <laughs> maybe we've already recorded it, listener. <laughs> we'll never tell. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about this week's song. This the f- week's the flab. The flab. <laughs> this week's song is the flag, and if you aren't familiar with it, here is a little bit of music. It's early, it's seven o'clock He says, sorry I woke you But I just had to talk You know, last night 
Uh, okay, so the flag. Um, so Evan, what were your feelings about the flag? What What'd you think? What'd you say? I was. Uh, uh, I didn't hate it. Yes, I'd I agree. I don't think this is one of those songs that's going to stick with me. But again, it wasn't. It wasn't a chore to listen to like some of the other ones on the album. Yes, uh, I really liked the intro. It had sort of like a, a stairway to heaven vibe for me. Stairway to heaven? How so? Like the just sort of the acoustics and like the building. The I don't know what, what uh, sort of the building uh, music musicality. Then then the uh, electric instruments cut in, which mm. is just like stairway to heaven. But I don't know. I kept just sort of hearing the intro to Stairway to Heaven over and over in my head as I listen to the intro to this song. Weird. I don't, I don't think they're I don't think they're necessarily the same. Right. But it just it just screamed that to me. Interesting. I, I think they are the same. Oh. I think they're naked ladies direct no. Um, the flag is Heaven's flag. <gasps> heaven's oh, that's not the cult. I uh, first second heaven's I got gate really is, Heaven's gate is the cult. But I'm sure there's a Heaven's flag. Yeah, there's gotta be. I'm sure there's a what Heaven's would, what would Heaven's flag be? Um, Heaven's Flag is, I think it's got, uh, Ziggy on it from the cartoon series Ziggy, and he's drinking a <laughs> mug of cat urine. <laughs> That's Heaven's logo. And then there's dark clouds overhead and a single beam of light yes. illuminating him. Do you think cults are like... What was Heaven's slogan be? What was Heaven's slogan what be? What was Heaven's slogan be? I think Heaven's slogan would be, when you hear your family. <laughs> what do you think Heaven's slogan would be? What was Evan's slogan be? If you were good, you'd be home by now. <laughs> I remember a lot of slogans from like the 90s were like really weird. Like Applebee's. Do you remember that one? What was you it? You belong at Applebee's. <laughs> that is like, incredibly slog- scary. Slogans. There's just such a... I do weird... remember rallies. Yeah. Eat fresh. No. Eat, eat unfresh. <laughs> eat unfresh. <laughs> rallies was... You gotta eat. <laughs> just like, well, if you're gonna eat, <laughs> might as well come here. I just really love how no nonsense. Like, I wish more like Panasonic. We all breathe. <laughs> like, you got eyes. Yeah, might as well. well. <laughs> there is what was um boy we're getting off track immediately. Yeah. Steak and Shake. Uh, their slogan in Tacoma like Tacoma sock. Tacoma sock. Uh, their slogan in like the fifties was "In sight, it must be right." So, like, if you're seeing it, <laughs> come on and eat there. You're eating it. Yeah. Well, you just, really like, love. you pull around the corner and you're like, a steak and shake. And then, like, you, like, lose a second. Like, it just have a, a mental break. And then you're just sitting in there eating a greasy <laughs> hamburger. Like, what the fuck just happened? How did this happen? But I've had that experience with, like, fast food, especially where you buy it. You sit down in front of the TV, probably. So yeah. you're watching a show. And then you're like, oh, well, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember eating that. Yeah, for sure. And it, then, then like the depression comes. Right. Like, yeah. Oh man, I just consumed like eight thousand calories, and I didn't even enjoy it. That's true. I just mechanically shoved it into my mouth like a monster. It is really depressing. A monster like the protagonist of the flag. Yeah. Well, let me. I, I wanted to actually say something about the intro too, but I do want to talk about what a fucking monster this guy is. I don't is. think he's that bad, but I have a theory on that. So we'll get to that. Okay. Um, the the first like one second where we hear uh, Jim on the bass. But this time, instead of plucking it like he's been doing this whole album, he's he's uh, he's using that bow. Oh, and God. good God, yeah. it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, that's, I, I commented on that, too. Just the bow double bass. Uh, he's working real high on the fingerboard, so it sounds almost like a cello. Yeah, like, yes, it does. And it... Not that a bass is intrinsically worse than a cello, but <laughs> as a cello player, I think cello is the best instrument. Right, right, right. And cello is great because it has the same range as a human, human voice. voice, yes. So, it's the best instrument. Stringed <laughs> instrument. Because humans could also do that thing. I feel like it has the biggest range. I remember reading a study once that, like, 
people are attracted to cello yeah because it's like us like we we <laughs> you know we like it's, things that are like it's us. the most human-sized yes. instrument <laughs> yeah basically it looks like us it sounds like us but no i was i was just very pleased to hear something very different from jim oh, yeah. on this and album. he's he he really brought it like he's always brought it he always brings the bass yeah. always always <laughs> drops it. literally and figuratively <laughs> yes uh but this one yeah the, the bowed bass the bowed double bass i really enjoyed yes i agree um i uh all right let's let's talk about the narrator a little bit so you say he's a monster why do you say he's a monster well <laughs> is it because you know how last night remember when i tried to choke you just had to talk you know last night remember when i tried to choke you i didn't mean it i was drunk it was only a joke you should know that by I think I don't think necessarily he's a monster, and this isn't my insane theory yet. It's the I think that he is like a soldier who came home with PTSD. I think that's possible. Um, but even from probably like Desert Shield, like the, <laughs> the first Storm? the first Gulf War, oh. Desert Storm. That's what it was. Yeah, was I was Desert say. Storm became Desert Shield. Oh, was Desert Shield a thing? Ah, I think I think it's when we achieved our goals. We're okay. like, oh shit. Hey. Iraq didn't have an oh, army. Now we, protect we Now we are shielding them from themselves. Sure. sure. <laughs> and we are still doing it to this day. I, uh, I think... Which they are eternally grateful for, <laughs> sure I'm sure. You know, I, I think the only reason I remember Desert Storm is because... Do you remember in the 90s they had Desert Storm trading cards? No, I remember <laughs> they had video games. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true too. I never played any of them, but... I just remember going over to my friend's house who shall remain unnamed okay. but he's a mutual friend of ours oh uh his name is frank wagger okay got it <laughs> name change to protect the innocent <laughs> but i remember playing a his dad's uh in the military and my dad was in the military so we sort of bonded over that right and we went over there and he had like a tank game yeah where you just like piloted an american tank around and shot iraqis yeah <laughs> and i just remember him singing like military songs and like <laughs> And just shooting Iraqis and me just being at the moment, just being like, I, I don't, is this okay? I don't feel comfortable with this. <laughs> Frank is a great guy who still, I remember at con a couple years ago, he ran a tank game. He just loves tanks. Frank's tanks. Yeah. Frank's tanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but this narrator, like I, I got to admit the first time I heard the line, you, you know, last night, remember when I tried to choke you, I laughed really hard. <laughs> it's not really a laugh line, but like, Hey, you remember, Remember when I was choking you last night? That was a good time, right? Like, I don't know. This this album, this is the second song, I mean, Wrap Your Arms Around Me, that's central, like, it, 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 its central focus is choking specifically? I think it's just an abusive relationship, but I think that, I'm not, I'm not saying that PTSD excuses abuse. Right. But this, this, this narrator obviously needs some sort of intervention. Yes, if yeah. He's, if he's waking up in the middle of the night and choking his girlfriend what? unless he's a vampire <laughs> choking by he just well, you know like in the old vampire movies they'd come at you with like their hands outstretched and be right, like, right. Those... sort of a nosferatu-esque <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 his long little fingers and i mean he says he's sorry i woke you but i just had to talk yeah the, well the line before that is the phone rings it's early at seven o'clock right who the fuck is sleeping at seven o'clock i mean i was a.m it could you thought it was 7 p.m.? I'm sorry, I know it's early. Oh, I thought it was 7 p.m. <laughs> Why? Because I have gone to sleep at 7 p.m. the last couple nights because I'm exhausted and I'm a parent. But let's say 
Okay, it doesn't. Ahead. My point stands whether it's 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. <laughs> that is early. Yeah. So if somebody is sleeping at 7 a.m., there might be a vampire sleeping through the day. And if someone's sleeping at 7 p.m., they might be a vampire just about to wake up. <laughs> you were. This is called confirmation bias. So it's early in the night. Okay. <laughs> or it's early in the day. <laughs> okay. So he was. I win. He was <laughs> drunk on blood. <laughs> you got it. You're a winner. Um. Yeah. Do you, at this point in the album. Presumably, if we if we take it away from vampires for a second, are you? I've been defending them. I've been defending the all vampires, of these, the vampires. The sh- vampires? No, shitty abusive narrator saying Bannigan ladies were just like they're speaking from a point of view. Mm-hmm. Like they're not bad people, but their narrators are bad people, and they're illustrating a point about being young and stupid abusive relationships. Uh-huh. I fucking lost patience with this. Like, like well, I actually this was the one that turned me around because I'm like I don't think any of the bare naked ladies have PTSD and choked their girlfriend. Where are you getting PTSD from specifically? Because the song's about a flag. Okay. So I'm, I'm just sort of, I'm making excuses. Okay. <laughs> but let's say, okay. but I don't think any of the bare naked, I like to think that none of the bare naked ladies were an abuser in a relationship. Right. So they might be a shitty person who had crappy relationships when they were younger. Yeah. And we were all shitty people who had crappy relationships when we were younger. Sure. Like we just didn't know how to be a person yet. Right, right. But I don't think any of them choked their girlfriend. Right, no. Or boyfriend, I, for that I, matter. I agree. Um, I... So I'm like, this one can't be about them. This is yeah. just this is just about an abusive relationship. But even if you're you're excusing it at this point, like, I feel like it's like, find some fucking new material. Like, there's <laughs> so many songs on this album that are just like, I'm shitty, I'm sorry, I'm shitty, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just like, stop. Please. I'm just so excited to get past this album. I love Gordon, uh-huh. but boy, oh boy, beating it down track by track has really made me realize, like... <laughs> you can't do this for any album band song artist uh-huh. because you'll fucking hate yourself and their work entirely. I don't know. I think this has actually given me a new appreciation for Gordon. <laughs> I love that we're so different on this one. Well, I mean, I, I, I think I finally came around that they're, yeah, they're not, they might be shitty people, but they're not, this one particularly, they're not writing about themselves. They're not writing from personal experience. Right. So, you can write about shitty things. I mean, I'm an author, and I write about shitty people. Yeah. But that doesn't make me shitty. No, I know. That's what I've been arguing to you for the past Stop. six weeks. Right, so we've switched sides. I guess so. Um, we are then... like knife fighters whose hands are tied together. <laughs> we tossed it to her. Yeah. Uh, why? If he has PTSD, why is he complicating their problems telling complicated lies? What sort of lies would he have to tell with, with PTSD? Uh, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, okay, that's I can keep, fair. I can hold it together. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. That's just, you know, I'm just flashing back to that time where I was driving a tank and shooting Iraqis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who didn't deserve it. Oh, I mean, boy. you don't go to war and come back unchanged, I now, think. I find it interesting that you Except say... Except for my grandfather. He enjoyed World War II very much. <laughs> he was down on it? <laughs> like... <laughs> He was an engineer, and he he worked on bombers in the yeah. Pacific. And all the pictures of him are him just grinning and like smoking cigarettes and like coming out of the ocean. Oh, really? And my grandma said it, he loved the war. <laughs> he like never in battle. He just kind of just kind of fixed shit and uh, had a great time wherever he went. Was what she said, which is kind of terrible. My 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 friend in high school signed up for the war right after we graduated high school, at like the height of the the Afghanistan uh-huh. war. And my dad tried to talk him out of it so hard. Like, you can't, you know, they're going to, you're going to go to war. You're going to fucking die. And he was like, no, I'm not. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I want to go to Japan. And my dad is like, you're going to go to Afghanistan. That's what this whole, he's like, no, 
Sure enough, he gets recruited. He goes to Japan. He has a cushy desk job for five <laughs> years. Like he got everything he wanted out of this. It was a young, healthy. Like I'm amazed that they didn't. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I was in high school and the Marines. I almost well, I almost joined the Marines because I was dumb. Oh really? Yeah, they came and recruited me. Yeah, and they like took me downtown. They, got, they picked me up at my house when yeah. my parents weren't home and like took me downtown. And they like like you can run a mile, can't you? You can do thirty push-ups. That's all you need to do for 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 uh, basic training. And yeah. then then so uh, you know you go to everywhere you want it's a great time right and then my dad found out that they had done this and like went down and like i'm a colonel and you need to shut the fuck up and do my son alone if he's going into the military he's gonna go into like rotc or something right right and uh geez yeah, yeah he was like you're do not join the marines <laughs> no, and i no i do not mean to denigrate the marines at right. all they are a fine organization yeah he just uh uh, recruiters, man. Right. They'll tell you whatever they need to. <laughs> I had another friend who was in high school who was being wooed by the army. And they, like, hey, let me take you out to lunch. We'll talk it over. Let's talk about it. So he went out to lunch with them. And he's like, holy shit. And then he's like, he called him up again. And he's like, I, you know, I'm not sure. And they're like, well, let me take you out to lunch again. He was stringing them along for, like, three or <laughs> four free, free lunches. Yeah. God, that'd be so awkward, though. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to go to lunch with somebody trying to actively recruit me to join, to, like, fight. He was, his face was covered in wing sauce. They went to B2B3s. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. Can I get another order of fake <laughs> yeah. potato? No, I, I think it's interesting that you... I gotta eat. That you, you go, what do you, you gotta eat. That's the called a callback. The rally's commercial was, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> you gotta eat. What do you think you're doing? Like, what the fuck? You fat slob. Um, you, uh, you thought it was because of the flag, which I think is interesting, because in this song... They, they mention a war. They pivot. At first, the flag is a checkered flag of a race, and in the next two verses, the flag is the white flag of a war, of surrender. Which made me really confused. I feel like they're mixing their metaphors. Obviously, the flag, whatever it is, this this whole song is is a, is a metaphor for a bad relationship. Uh-huh. The the idea of a bad relationship being a race and a bad relationship being a war are one hundred percent different. Like, because in a race, you could see the finish line. Like, it has an ending. Like, it's a war. No one, no one, no one has won the war. Some wars have an ending. Not modern war. <laughs> yeah, but in the past, true. we could declare mission accomplished. Yeah. You know, did. like War on Drugs. We won that. Right, it's done. Hey, Dare. Or War on Drugs. Great Vanity Lady song that we're coming up to in about oh. 76 weeks. But I mean, I liked the flag metaphor, and I think I have something that might explain it, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, I wish they had continued with the flag metaphor. Like, instead of using the white flag twice. Yes. Uh, yes, a they different had, They flag. had done different... Like, it... When the black flag is flown, Ooh. no one, there's no one, no one, no one anymore. Oh, I that like be, that a that was, lot. That was what I was hoping they would say. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I just, I got confused. Do you think there was intentionality behind their switch from race to war and then sticking with war? I thought it was just weird. I mean, it's kind of a, a, a freshman effort at songwriting. I mean, not saying they're bad, like I could do better, but. <laughs> <laughs> they are great songwriters. I just thought it was and great musicians. They are great musicians. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't mind it as much as you did. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I don't know. Uh, I just thought it was strange. And I, I really enjoyed the... I, I thought it was interesting because Canada isn't such a flag, as, as much of a flag culture as yeah. we are. I yeah, mean, that's we, true. We sort of inherited that from the British who right. will slap a Union Jack on anything. Right. And then we sort of, you know, like America does with everything, we fed it too much and it ex- ballooned out to <laughs> its absurd, you know? Right. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. So why why do you think they're they're writing about flight? I mean, do you think that they're just? Well, I know that Canada was involved in the the, the Gulf War as well. They oh, they fought. Yeah, they fought in almost every war that we've been in. Interesting. Okay. And we treated them like garbage. Yeah, but I mean, this isn't. It's a just na- assumed they'll come and help, help us. <laughs> this isn't a nationalistic flag. Neither of these flags that they're talking about are national. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my actual theory is um, that this isn't about a guy's relationship with a woman, but a guy's relationship with a car. You're making a face. You're making a fun face. You're making the face I make at you. Uh-huh. Go so, ahead. Okay. The guy's obviously kind of a shit, right? Sure. Kind of a man. The kind of man who'd refer to a vehicle as she. Yes. All right. Fair enough. So whenever he says she or anything <laughs> like that, he's talking about a car. Uh-huh. So... He goes to a race, a drag race or something. It's like a 1950s greaser or something. Sure. And uh, he gets his car up, you know, gets it all working. This is like an old roadster sort of thing. And he's drunk. He's like, I can beat anybody. So he chokes the car out. Like, oh, cho- back in the day. Oh. Yeah. So he doesn't win the race, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Checkered flag's flown, so he doesn't uh-huh. win. So he comes over. He's over and under, right? Right under the hood of course okay trying to fix his car which he's like ruined because he like ran it without oil and choked it out what was he over the car oh he's over the car and under he's the over hood. And under the he's over the car and under the hood got it all right so he keeps lying he's trying to fix the car he's, uh-huh. like, he's lying to himself and everyone like i'm gonna get this going i'm gonna get this car going maybe it's like a family heirloom or something i'm gonna uh-huh. fix this car i can't i can't stop i gotta fix this car <laughs> right so he keeps trying to fix it because he's got to win this race like sure. whoever beat him in the first place sure because he, he doesn't want to fly the white flag um so at the end he realizes he's fixed the car and he's driving to the race but he realizes you know what it's not worth it okay it's not worth i don't care about winning the race i have my car back i'm just driving so it's just him driving through the canadian countryside being like oh a bluebird oh Oh, a train there goes a go train there goes a go train government of ontario train yeah there goes a steeple there's an eagle and there go the ribbons of the flag because it doesn't really matter to me anymore whoa so he's just he's found peace he's just driving in his car through the countryside like doodly doo here i go this (laughs) is all i wanted there goes a forest and there goes a bluebird there goes a partridge and there goes a go train there goes an angel and there goes a steeple There goes a cup car There goes an eagle There goes a raven And there go the rivers There goes a raven Well, I think that's interesting because the during that bridge section there, the song does kind of change to a major key. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's, a, there's a sea change in, in what's happening in the song, and it's much, much more pleasant. And of course, I think that, that, you know, if we took this as an abusive relationship, which is an easy read, not the challenging read that you've shown me that I like, that I, I think I like more. I think, I, I think you might be right on this one for once. <laughs> for once. I think that you got it. So he's a vampire driver. A vampire driver. A vampire Maybe he's an alien about his spaceship. Oh, <laughs> shit. That makes I sense. I can do the Kessel Run in three parsecs. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Or is it seven parsecs? The phone rings. It's early. It's seven o'clock. I'm sorry I woke you, but I just had to talk. That's the guy calling him. What guy? The guy who wants to race with him. <laughs> hey, but I know it's 7 a.m., but I just... I gotta fucking race. I gotta race Or it's 7 p.m. No, it's not 7 p.m. Nobody calls at 7 p.m. and says, hey, I know it's early. <laughs> That's not something a human person would say, but an alien person might. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, what if I, we take this as, a, as your read, that it's an abusive relationship? Yeah. My question is to you, is the woman dead at the end? No, I think she's decided to escape the abusive relationship. But I think 
I don't know. I think she could be dead. I don't know. I, I just... Uh, do you think my, she might be... I mean, there's, there's some indications of I think death. the ending is, for me, read as, as her being dead. Like we, we talk about the angel. We talk about the steeple. The yep, raven. Yep. So if if we tie this to wrap them arms around me, uh-huh. they've gone to a forest and he's killed her. Okay. Like, <clears throat> this is the spiritual sequel to that song. So she's in the forest. She sees the birds. This is her on the ground, like dying right there's the angel there goes a cop car and it's like they're like coming to the scene of the crime okay <laughs> goes an eagle and there goes a raven and a raven in norse mythology is this one of odin's ravens so she might be going to <laughs> or here's actually my uh my interpretation is it's the vampire flying away because oh. ravens can turn like, vampires can turn into carrion birds right Sure, I thought it was just bats, but oh, they can turn into well. It depends on the mythology, right? Sure. Vampire mythology is constantly being constructed. So you I got really... you got mist, you got sure, you got sure, rats, yeah. you got <laughs> flies, you got pretty much anything that people don't tend to like. Yeah, people hate mist. Wolves. In yeah. my experience, people see mist and they say, "Bye, <laughs> So yeah, he might be flying away. I thought. Well, I think it's interesting that they 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 there goes a raven and there goes the ribbons. There goes the raven and there goes the ribbons. There goes the raven and there go the ribbons of the flag. Like they they really try to hammer home. There's an eagle. There goes a raven and there go the ribbons. There goes a raven and there go the ribbons. There goes a raven and there go the ribbons. The ribbons. The ribbons. The ribbons of the flag. So I tried to focus in on what's the raven and what's the ribbons. Why are they being contrasted? What's being said here, right? Mm -hmm. So I did some research. So we have raven is an arms manufacturer and ribbons are police (laughs) decorations. So maybe this is a story about, uh, I mean, very relatable to the modern day. This is a story about a police, police brutality. Maybe there was some sort of. So maybe he doesn't have PTSD from the war. Maybe Maybe he's he's a a cop. Yeah. Who possibly... Another one, both Raven and Ribbon are cities in Kentucky. Did I blow <laughs> <Jesus>. your mind? <laughs> so he's a cop in Kentucky. <laughs> so this takes place in the backwoods of... But here's the real one. Are you ready? Yeah. Ribbon Takanashi. <laughs> Jesus. And Raven, a Takanashi. Japanese wrestler... And an American wrestler. I think this is about the divide <laughs> between Japanese pro wrestling and American pro wrestling. I think this has to be. Those are famous wrestlers in each of their respective divisions. I think this has to be. A, why would they hammer it home? There's no relationship between Ravens and Ribbons besides. Were for pro Raven wrestling. and Ribbon wrestling back in '92? Well, they were wrestling at different times than each other, <laughs> and it was I think only Raven in '92. But as we've already established. Stephen Page was a time traveler. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. Okay. Box set, I Bringing think, it all together. proved that If we fact. throw enough threads out there, everything <laughs> makes sense. This is all the supernatural. This whole album is the is, is just, each one is a different supernatural, I think. Vampires, aliens, time travel. I like it. But I thought that if she was dead, right? Yeah. The ripping up of the flag is a metaphor for she can't even surrender anymore. She's been killed, or she can't she can't win a race. She can't win a war. She yeah. can't even leave the war but, because but it, it's too late. And I see that, but I think at this point, I don't, do you think ribbons refers to like a tattered flag? Because I thought ribbons referred to like like stripes on a flag. Like if if uh, like a flag's ribbons are its stripes, aren't they? Well, if they're talking about 
the American flag. There might be some, if you're calling it stripes, ribbons. Right. I mean, but the Canadian flag doesn't have anything like that on it. And she's. this is obviously taking place in Canada because they are seeing a government of Ontario train. This is true, yes. <laughs> so I think that, read. you're stretching a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to call you out on that I... as opposed to all your other theories. <laughs> for some, well, for some reason, I thought ribbons, I had written it in here that the ribbons were probably ribbons of a flag. Like, so again, huh. a, a reason I think she's dead is because it changes to a major key at the end, right? Right. But also there's not even a note of dissonance. Right. It's But a note of like flat flatness like Those one harmonies. of the one of the heart one of the people who's singing is coming in flat really yeah and you can hear it more there's a live version on um youtube uh-huh. and you can hear it a lot more it's just like a guy, uh, like that basically like <laughs> right. it's, it's the no, it's just a little bit off yeah and it kind of you can hear the the like the fluctuation in the tone yeah because someone's coming in flat and they that had to be intentional oh for it sure. has to be for sure because their 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 harmonies are so on point that there's yeah. no way they're not doing that intent that without mm, intention interesting the ribbon I like that. We the, the only reason I mean I thought it was it was leaving and running away because we have all of these transportation metaphors. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean we've got we've got the go train, we've got the cop car, and then all of these like things that can fly away. Bluebird, partridge, angel, eagle. Uh, you know, so I, I, but you're right. Cause it doesn't explain the steeple in the forest mm-hmm. or the cop. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And another reason I thought it was a military song is because the, when the, the, the snare, snare comes in. Yeah. That's a, exactly. that's almost a very military beat. It's a very me. military. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with you there. Yeah, you're right. There has to be some military thing here. That snare was really cool. Like, the, the way they pivot the song at the end, it almost mm-hmm. turns into an entirely different song, but it sounds great. I, I love that. That bridge section, those those the harmonies are beautiful. The snare is evocative. Like, it's great. Um, is this song pretending to be deeper than it actually is? I feel like there's a lot of empty metaphor here. Hmm. Well, that's the beauty of metaphor is you can apply any meaning you want to it, right? <laughs> We've applied a lot of meaning that's to why it. People like, that's why people like oceans so much because they can see whatever they want to in it. So it, they could be doing what we're doing, which is just like <laughs> flinging, a wide net. Uh, flinging shit against a wall <laughs> right. and seeing what sticks. <laughs> yeah, okay. Interesting. I don't know. Um, I don't know. You've, but you've got no, no, no opinion about that. I don't, I don't know. I think that they're obviously writing about something. You don't just... I feel like they're two good songwriters to have just tossed in a bunch of empty metaphor. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you on that. I and think. I, I, again, this is part of me coming around on them as. These are the same people who wrote be my Yoko Ono. I know. Okay. <laughs> just checking with you. They're, they're showing a, they're showing deepness, I think. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I've, I've been saying this whole, through this whole entire run of this podcast that, Oh yeah, they're just probably 19 or 20. You know, this is their freshman. But a lot of singer songwriters are like very young when they you... break out and do good stuff. <laughs> so hard on this song on the Britican ladies on narrators hey when I get new information my opinion changes and I'm constantly constructing my idea of what the bare naked ladies are were and is I mean you got like like a lot of young songwriters doing really good stuff like I don't know Will Smith like parents just don't understand (laughs) are these 92 did you look up other people who were no no just just young people okay like I'm even like that's your reference for young people as a dude who is 50 years old now what about uh like Drake (laughs) he was young 
or uh, I don't know. What a poor Lord wrote Lord there we go. tennis like tennis court. Like she wrote when she wrote tennis court, she was pretty young. She was like in her 16, 17, 17 18. That's a Lord song. Yeah. Oh, I only know the uh, the one that Weird Al parodied. <laughs> what about uh, like Taylor Swift? She's she was really young when she broke out. Yeah. And she and her lyrics are incredibly deep. Are they? Do you listen to a lot of T Swift? All about the base <laughs> that's megan trainer you fucking dumbass <laughs> you're mixing up your blonde white women <laughs> you, be, you belong with me <laughs> that might be her i don't know i think but uh oh, Carl- carly ray hey shout out to max i love that carly ray jepson album uh yeah. max who we had on our podcast recommended it deep good fucking great summertime album um all right but there yeah. are a lot of young singer songwriters what i'm saying that do really good stuff like yeah i mean to go back and like cindy lopper and <laughs> Your references, so Billy Joe dead. from Green Day. I'm trying to push it, I'm trying to push it back as far as I can remember. Good God, that young singer songwriters. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get you. I, I, I think that's, I think that's probably true. Um, I'm just amazed that you disparaged them for so long, and uh, and they got on their train, their go train, their go train. <laughs> well, I, I'm not completely convinced. I mean, there, there's obviously room for these are different songs. Yeah. So I can say, I feel like I can say, yeah, this song is about probably a bad relationship that yeah. they were in, yeah. and this one probably isn't. Yeah. Hey, we had not one, not two, but three delightful sorries in this song. <laughs> oh boy, they're just fucking meaty, juicy. <laughs> you said sorry, I woke you, but I tells her he's sorry. She tells him it's over. He tells her he's sorry. She says over and over. Sorry. Sorry. I, I was in Japan. Like one of the first, the first time I was in Japan, I was studying Japanese. Yeah. And we had these videos, these cult, Japanese culture videos. The only thing we were allowed to, the only English we were allowed to talk or watch were these culture videos right. about Japan. And they're always hilarious, but the whole class would watch them. And then at one point, the narrator, who was this fine gentleman who'd been talking the whole time, right. said, a boot. Right. And we just flipped the fuck out. <laughs> like we started screaming, you're like, Canadians, Canadians. I don't know why it made us like flip out, right. but it, it did. And yeah. the Japanese teachers were just flummoxed. They had no idea why we were freaking out. Like, okay, is this just a regional variation? Is that what you're mad about? Right. <laughs> Oh, you were like trying to explain to him, like, it's like when you hear somebody talking Osaka Ben, like, you know, they're, they talk a little bit different and they're like, yeah, yes, we understand that. You guys don't fucking flip. Like, that's amazing. We were weird. Um, any other like real short, uh, anything you thought about this song that you wanted to mention before we move on? So did this song have a chorus? I mean, no, it's got a bridge and then it's got that repeated section, but I wouldn't call it a chorus. No. Yeah. This is a chorusless song, isn't it? Yeah. And I think I liked that. It made it sort of like a folk song to me. Yeah. I mean, we've got the, when, when the flag is flown, no one, no one, no one has, but you're right. That's just the ending of the verse. I wouldn't call it a chorus. Yeah. I think that it, it, it's a bookend to the verse, but I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't separate it on an end of itself. God, I really love, let's play a game here. Gotta put it in. That <laughs> this game is called Gotta Put It In. All right. So uh, here's the game. I really liked your black flag. No one, no one, no one has is still around. Or what was no one, it? There's no one, no one, no one anymore. Okay. I'm gonna give you a flag and you tell me no one, no one, no one what. <laughs> okay. So um, the American flag. <sighs> when the American flag there's no is flown. One, there's no one, no one, no one. Not at war. Oh. <gasps> When the Canadian flag is flown, 
There's no one, no one, no one not at war because they always have to fight with us. When the LGBT no no flag no is flown, oh, dig yourself. Stop. <laughs> when heaven's flag is flown, with Ziggy tricking the captain. There's no one, no one, no one at the door. Perfect. Love it. St. Peter's knock, got his knock, day off. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> I'm dating myself again. Uh, okay. What do you got? Anything else? Nope. Okay. I thought stay here and say dear was really a crammed rhyme. I did like the, uh, they're complicated people living complicated lives and he complicates their problems telling complicated lies. Yeah. It reminded me of King of Bedside Manor, it, which was, is my, which yep. is my standout song for Gordon for That's some reason. Weird. Well, it was the, it's the one song on Gordon that I haven't heard more than once or twice in the past. Right. Like I might've listened to Gordon all the way through like twice and I'd been at a party or something. Right, 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 right. So I've heard it, but I, and it like really stuck out to me. Like, I really like this song because yeah, yeah, yeah. every other song I like on Gordon, I've heard a million times. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, no, I thought that was, I was, as you were saying it, I was like, this is so storybook. Like, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, I don't know, uh, childlike, which is better than childish. Uh, we'll be right back with more It's All Been Done. Hey, Evan. Yes, Saker. How you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful. Hey. I, got, I got a boy. I got, I got my boy here. Will your boy say anything on this commercial? I don't think so. He's being pretty quiet. Hey, Luke. How you doing? Cool. What does he have in his hand? Uh, that you better not ask that question. Don't ask that question. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, speaking of looking at things, like I am looking at your son right now. Mm -hmm. Did you know that it's all been done not only as a podcasting network, but also has a YouTube function to it? A YouTube arm? A YouTube branch? Unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Shut this shit down. People are, podcasts are made to be seen or heard, <laughs> not seen. Here's the deal. I think if we get enough It's All Been Done at Bannigan Ladies podcast listeners to flood the It's All Been Done YouTube channel, we can shut it down just by... Uh, Denial of service. Yeah, DDoS attack, basically. <laughs> Except we'll actually be people there. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Say it again. <laughs> just spinning that microphone around. Uh, well, hey... While we all love the written word, we also love audio podcasts. There are other mediums. That's why there's a YouTube channel for It's All Been Done. You can see fun behind-the-scenes stuff from It's All Been Done Radio Hour, humorous weekly series, thank yous to our fans, discussions on books, network peeps, goofing around, and more. You can listen to some of their podcasts also through the site. Just go to YouTube and search for It's All Been Done Presents or check out iabdpresents.com for a direct link. Well, that's sort of necessary in this day and age, right? You what? can't just you can't just have a podcast. You got to have some sort of media presence and oh, then no. some sort of multimedia presence. So we got to get a YouTube channel. So I think this ad is saying. And we'll put Bernie Lady songs up on there and monetize them. <laughs> what do you think? That probably would work. Okay. I think a lot of people actually do do that. We'll put doo-doo. Ah, ah. We'll put Bare Naked Lady songs up and swear words so they get demonetized <laughs> immediately. It's one of those uh, how to pronounce channels except it's just bad words. Yeah. Do you think we could swear in our ads for IABD? Uh, we swear on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Is, is your son swearing right now? Yeah. Okay, cool. What did he say? Fuck. Nice. Jack, check out <laughs> patreon.com slash IABD dot presents dot presents com. slash com um. <laughs> okay welcome back so at this point we're that going was to, a fun commercial that was a great commercial uh, we're this, really good at doing commercials God damn we fucking knock it out of the we park we should just do commercials <laughs> let's spin the wheel and get a bonus segment for this week do we get a theme song for this one too no 
Uh, okay, this bonus segment is called Everything Old is New Again. So we're going to score a scene from a piece of media with this song. So think about all the media you've seen. Which one would the flag work well with? Uh, immediately, what pops into my head is, I think, um, there's got to be some, maybe, I'm sure, I've never seen it. <laughs> but I think there's got to be a moment in Cars One where Cars Light- one. where Lightning McQueen lost the fucking like big race, and he has to like this is the the end of Act Two, uh-huh. uh, and he's like, oh, my life is worthless. So and- this song is literally about a car. Yeah. So you're taking my car metaphor and, and my car read and bring it, bring it to it, the bring next it home. Level. That's right. Checkered flag. The checkered flag. What do you think the flag could be? Oh, what if it's a. Uh, the whiplash fight from Iron Man 2 that takes place on that racetrack. <laughs> it's just scored with this sad, melancholic music. That movie fucking sucks. I hate Iron Man 2. Yeah, I didn't like Iron, Iron Man 1 and 3 are so good. They're great. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is a bullshit movie. Yeah, which is weird. In a sandwich, usually the insides are the best. Oh, God, no! Iron Man 2 is the meat of the Iron Man sandwich! Yaki poo-poo. <laughs> well, that's what it's defined by. Uh, so what are you going to say? Stranger Things? You always fucking say Stranger Things to this question. Yeah, so Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What scene? What do you got? So it is the father, the missing father, mm-hmm. uh, Winona Ryder's missing husband, who uh, presumably is you dead. You are doing fucking Stranger Things. Okay. Well, you, you baited me. I had to do it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I, had a, I was going to get a different idea. I was like... <laughs> But you've already just you just handed it to me on a greasy platter. Fine, go for it. So yeah, it's Renona Ryder's husband who is missing, presumably. Yeah. Uh, he comes back, I think, in the second season a little bit, and he's kind of a shit. Yeah. So he's the kind of guy who I imagine could strangle Winona Ryder. Jesus. Okay. In bed. <laughs> oh. And that makes sense as to why they broke up. I actually, uh, I've only watched a couple episodes of the second season. Okay. But so, I plan on finishing it. It's fine. It's but so I've seen the first season and seen them the best seen them the best i think this could also here's here's the thought you ready mm-hmm. the tv series of the stand i haven't seen that neither have i but this is <laughs> i'm only doing things exclusively that i haven't seen this is uh randall flags theme song so what if the bad guy i've been I, my wife has or my partner has been watching a lot of law and order svu uh-huh. in her illness just just season after season so i immediately went to like law and order svu and this is about like elliot stabler i don't know who that is he is the Chris, christopher maloney character oh, okay yeah uh so he is confronted with a lot of terrible shit every day and he comes home and he has a wife and several kids yeah and he doesn't treat them very well really i don't think he actually chokes them but again i've only seen 50 percent of the law and order svu oeuvre and i right. don't think he actually abuses them but he is a very violent man and he like there's there's scenes of him like punching the wall and breaking his hand yeah. and like freaking out and i think his wife eventually leaves him you know what's funny is which that... she should oh absolutely she should take that go train right the fuck out yeah i mean i worry about cops <laughs> me too a not, lot not only about the not in the current in the, not only in the current context but i mean as people you can't really do the sort of shit that they do without being yeah and yeah. they were saying there, there was that statistic that i just read on a meme of course so it might not be anything <laughs> right. as if you removed like people who have violent issues or violent mental issues guns you right. would take away about 50 percent of cops guns because they have a much higher incident of like mental illness and whatnot Yikey. so i don't know i don't think you can necessarily i don't I don't feel qualified to take a stand on anything. Right. It's bad that cops abuse people, but it's also bad that cops are suffering from like yeah. 
PTSD. Yeah. So they're like robot cops, like yeah. robo cops. Like I, <gasps> that's a like, great I idea. I feel like robots are really the way to go because yeah. they would treat everybody the same way. Yeah, but then... but I feel like the problem with robots is they would AI. they don't you'd have to figure out some sort of fuzzy logic. Yeah, but you could also if you had robots you could equip them with non-lethal only non-lethal methods. Sure. So you could just have like dogs uh, robots without guns. That, yeah. You know they've got soft cuffs and if they run you down, they, who the fuck cares if you shoot them with a shotgun or Did something? You dogs? Like if they're a dog or something like that, they just have like a soft cuff for a mouth and they just run and hold you. You've until... not seen Black Mirror, our favorite show. Yeah, but those those are dead dogs. <laughs> Oh, the, the robot dog that chases down the one good episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, I liked a couple episodes this season. I did. We. Do you like the one where they were in the museum of fucking rehash? Uh, oh, that was God, sad. Black Mirror is such a bad show. We hate watch Black Mirror. We do hate Every watch Black Every season Mirror. we get real excited and then hate watch the whole thing. <laughs> there were some episodes that, re- like Crocodile was the one, that, the episode that made, that? that was the one where the woman just like beats a bunch of people to death and at the end there's that twist that's like the hamster saw her and i was like god damn it this is like a 1950s like twist like twilight zone so i understand black mirror's place but i i like about half the episodes (laughs) and i hate the other half i want to double back real quick to christopher maloney yes i know he's a dramatic actor but i've never seen an episode of svu the only thing i've ever seen christopher maloney in are two things (laughs) The Wet Hot American Summer series uh-huh. and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And he's amazing in both. Yeah. But uh, so to imagine him in a dramatic role to me is so fucking funny. He is, he is intense and he does it in Oz too, by the HBO's prison oh, yeah? series. Yeah, he he plays like a Aryan Brotherhood like ancillary and yeah. he is he is real creepy and really? real intense. Yeah. Oh, cool. I like Christopher Maloney. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Okay, so at this point, we actually decide if this song is bare naked or fully clothed. So, Evan, as usual, we begin with you. What do we have? I would say this song is mostly naked for me. Okay. But in a really sad way. Okay. Like somebody stumbling out of the forest after, like, an attack. Okay. And so it's a a victim. Okay. So it's had its clothes mostly torn off. Okay. So I'm taking this somewhere dark. Or... A vampire victim. Oh, I like that. So it's bleeding from a couple of puncture wounds to the neck, and it's had its... It, I keep saying it. They've had their clothes... Because I'm talking <laughs> about a human now, not a vampire. They've had their clothes uh, torn off. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say it's got... I don't want to describe how much clothes it's wearing <laughs> okay. after that metaphor. So you, you go ahead. Give me a percentage of the clothes. It's wearing 30%, 50%, 70 <sighs> all, all the important areas are covered. It's, it's TV-ready. Okay. It's a TV ready victim. It's the, God. I have fucking Law and Order SVU on the brain. <laughs> so it's it's partners. it's a Law and Order SVU cold open okay. where some people are stumbling. Like some people are walking down the side of a country road, like hikers. Like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, we're having such a great relationship. We're we're thirty year olds and we're going backpacking. What are and you then they doing? Like, we're having such a crazy. They're always like like basically that's the that's the cold open for every Law and Order SVU is like two people who are have who are healthy and having a good time stumble on something terrible and they're I like just, oh. This woman stumbles. Help me! Right. I married my daughter's rapist. <laughs> like that was a line from Lotter season Ooh. twelve. It's season twelve, man. How many? Yeah. You can only kill so many children. I'm just not sure how early you got here. I thought you rang the doorbell at ten. Mm-hmm. But how do you know what I say to my wife every morning? Oh, hello. How are you? We're having such a good relationship. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, it is. So we like to reaffirm every day. Uh, I think that this song. Okay, imagine Evan. 
you're at the beach. It's Opening. a beach day. It's warm. It's summertime now. We're in the uh, we're deep in the uh, in the doggy days of summer. Oh, that sounds horrible. I hate the beach. Oh, uh, what? Do you really? Yeah, we've been to the beach. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, what? You took me to the beach for a week. It was fun as hell. I know. I and how long did I spend at the beach? Yeah, not a whole lot of time. <laughs> right, we just mostly drank and watched movies. Um, but and the beach is fun. <laughs> it is and, fun. And I, I, I can spend about a half hour, forty five. Like there are a couple things to do at the beach. Right. Get in the water. Get out of the water. I don't like the sand getting in my stuff, and I don't like the hot sun. My so you can build a sandcastle, which will keep me busy for like an hour or two. Right. And then you get a sunburn. Right. My problem is I... Boogie boarding was fun. Surfing was fun. That was fun, fun as hell, yeah. yeah. I, I love getting out of the water, but I hate getting in. I wish there were just a way to do the, <laughs> the getting out part. I like it when there's waves, I, I should say. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's about it. Hey, you will forever be one up on getting out of the water in your life than getting in. Unless you die in a bathtub unless, because unless, of the Or I drown. Yeah, or yeah, if we drowned. Because you always have to get in to get out, but you came out of the womb, which was water, so you're always one up on getting out of the water. Does that make sense? Am get, I saying Unless words? you're buried at sea. Yeah, but then you're not conscious for it. Consciously. What if they make you walk the plank? All right, fuck this. So you're at the beach. I'm at the beach. <laughs> and who shows up, but you got that big, mustachioed, burly, mid-40s guy this with guy the again. gun. guy again. But he's wearing his American flag tank top and Speedo. Not a whole lot of clothes, <laughs> Ooh, okay. but he's representing the flag 100%. So it's it's a tank top. It's a Speedo. He's ready to go swimming. He's having a good time. And uh, yeah, he's it's this is a good song. There go the ribbons. There go the ribbons. The ribbons. <laughs> the ribbons. There goes a raven. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for Bare Naked Males. So here we have a question from... Uh, a man named Cliff. So Cliff asks us, he says, you've been tasked with making a bare naked ladies themed musical akin to Mamma Mia with Abba's music. What is your overall plot and how would you use this week's song in it? Uh, what, what would you be your plot for the bare naked ladies musical? The, do you remember choose your own adventures? Yeah, of course I books? do. There was one called space vampires. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> That would be my musical. What happens in Space Vampires? Well, you're a kid who gets to fight space vampires. And I remember they had really <laughs> shitty, like, every other time, every other page in Choose Your Adventure, you get killed. But I remember right. one where I had, I had taken a vampire and tied him up because I didn't want to kill him. Right. Because I have sympathy because I'm a little fucking kid. <laughs> and then I start to pilot my ship away. And then his neck grows really long and he bites me on the back of the neck. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's a choose-your-own-adventure. They're insane. So you're saying that's when the flag comes in. Oh, no, this is a ribbon. I'm just really describing the book. Okay. I think the musical would be about a space vampire that crash lands on Earth. You have to use that scene. It's so evocative. Well, maybe there is one scene where uh, he gets tied up by <laughs> vampire hunters, and they're discussing what to do with him, and right. his neck just slowly starts what? to grow like a penangalan or some sort of like Grecian vampire. Okay. Um, I've never heard that word before. Oh, they're vampires that uh, their head comes off and they drag all their internal organs behind oh, them and they like fly a, around. Oh, that's like the Boxer's Curse. Boxer's Omen. Boxer's Omen. Yeah, yeah. There's, a Chinese, there's a Chinese variant too, but I don't remember exactly what they're called. Okay, okay. But I remember Chinese are mostly hopping vampires. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I that's because they're, all their joints are sort of decroded so they can only kind of hop at you oh i didn't so they realize can't, they don't have like the full range of motion anymore because they're uh, sort of like zombie vampires but yeah and that's why they're always wearing um ching garb yeah. oh we're getting too deep into this sorry <laughs> oh it's fine so, so they're always, yeah they're always wearing ching garb because they're because they're sort of they're risen from their tombs and they're like 100 years old or 100 years old so. Uh, so where would you use the flag in your space vampires musical well uh obviously he is coming to <laughs> 
This is from America. Uh huh. So his uh, he's he's sort of taking the country as his own. Right. Right. So he's taking the flag. Or, or, am, I, or am I using specifically white? No, or, no, no. Oh, no, I'm no. using the. The song, the, the, flag. the flag. Oh, well, that's the first relationship he gets into. Okay. That's pretty easy. The hero? Is the hero a space vampire? I'm very confused. Well, the hero is the space vampire, but he's not a hero. I mean, it doesn't have to, uh, every story doesn't have to have a hero. The protagonist is the space vampire. That's true. You're right. Boy, you so, schooled me. Sorry, yeah, asshole. <laughs> so what do you, what's your fucking musical? Well, my musical is about... Now that now that I've vamped for five minutes while you've been furious, <laughs> I should have been thinking. Yeah, <laughs> my musical's about a prison yard. Oh. So we've got all these like fucking. So it's about it's about a a a person who is taking a tour of a prison, a kid, and he he breaks from his his group it's like a scared straight but he accidentally gets locked in the prison for for one week and they forget about it and for they forget about him yeah do we have um, to keep working in bare naked lady yeah, titles absolutely you do he meets his prison mate brian uh <laughs> of course and uh jane yeah they and jane and enid and uh, jane and enid are like they're fictional this is like a late could, night like if i call you jane will you call me enid and we can just close our eyes and pretend uh, it's a sensitive song, but it is about prison sex. Or it could be like a, it could be uh, what that orange is a new black, so it's a woman's prison. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So we can use Jane and Enid. I like that. <laughs> um, but uh, so you're just describing orange is a new black. Yeah, I want or yeah. We- I don't even belong here. <laughs> Giggly, goggly. <laughs> but uh, where I'm using uh, the flag, of course, is when. The big drag race happens in the prison. You just go on my, my my flag metaphor. I don't know. No, there's a foot race, uh, and this foot race is the wardens put it on, and whoever wins the foot race can leave prison. This and is like so, a future. This is like a future prison. Yes. So it's the big like end set piece. It's the climax where he has to win to leave. It's like an obstacle course too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's tires. They, there's get, they get weapons and stuff. Yeah, the right. inmates are the inmates are. Running them. Outside. Where the inmates run the asylum. Right. But uh, yeah, so they're they're fighting each other, sort of like a death race on foot. Yes, absolutely. Maze Maze Runner. Death Race Five Thousand. Hunger Games Maze Runner. Ah, just the Hunger Games Maze. Yeah, it's what just you're the describing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Except it's the hunger. Well, and Woody Harrelson's there. Like, well, I was the first one to win the <laughs> Hunger Games, and I'm. Oh my God. Yes. Woody Harrelson. What about him? He, in his character in the Hunger Games, he's uh-huh. won the Hunger Games, but he's like severely traumatized by it. <laughs> so I could easily see him choking his I, significant other. Sure. I didn't mention that mine was a prequel to the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. The mostly full game. Gotta eat! Got game. <laughs> Gotta eat game. <laughs> you get extra foo! But I was thinking about the flag. The, the flag, actually. Did you know that the Pledge of Allegiance was originally accompanied by a Nazi salute called the Bellamy Salute? What? It was prior to World War II. Right. So, so the guy who the the pledge of allegiance was actually the flag. You know what? There's every flag in every school. You're a teacher, so this will make sense. Do you do you guys still do the? um, We used to in my old school. We don't. Okay. But uh, so the the reason why there's a flag in every classroom is because there's a there was a magazine called American Youth or something. Okay. It folded with Boys Life uh, a while ago, but um, as part of a subscription campaign, they would give flags to schools. Like if you sold enough, if you're you know one of those subscription camp, this is like in the early 1900s they right. would give an american flag and they're like well we're giving an american flag to every school we need to figure out some way to make them use it right. so this guy bellamy came up with the entire pledge of allegiance wow and uh, he also he was accompanied by the he wanted the kids to click their heels together and then raise their hand like put their from your from your hand over your heart you slowly raise oh, no. but it's palm upward oh 
but kids are late. Kids are kids are lazy, so it slowly returned. Oh god! Like that. So there's oh. you can find them on the internet. There's just pictures of like American kids like Heil Hitlering the American flag, but it wasn't. It didn't have the Nazi association back then. The Nazis right. sort of co-opted it. Right, right, right. So and it was it was thought of as like a roman salute but the romans we don't believe the romans actually did it right they had something like that there's a it's described in a couple texts but uh so we sort of recapitulated rewritten roman history to where they're actually doing it now like when we when we show romans in yeah yeah so it's a it's a fascinating uh that's a weird wormhole you just brought us yeah down. sorry i was just thinking about flags so no. yeah the flag the flag was the flag in every schoolhouse is part of a marketing campaign that's interesting and it didn't used to have under god in it they added oh, that course, in the 50s yeah. to, yeah, to threaten to fight communism, communism. Yeah, yeah godless communists godless uh very interesting yep sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> hey um we're we need you to review our podcast on itunes you've got to review it because we have so many reviews to read oh, and we stop. always need more uh, this review is from my dude rye bread 13 rye bread 13 love this guy i, I don't mind rye bread rye bread i hate rye bread it's good for like a um there's some sandwiches you can only eat with rye what the fuck are we talking about rye bread addresses this one star review okay <laughs> he says episode one quote yeah i'm not really a fan Quote, I've only seen them once. If you're actually a fan, pass on this podcast. Plus, the audio mix is awful. Unlistenable. Why are you guys wasting your time on this? <laughs> Rye Bread, who the fuck knows? Well, Rye Bread, I'm sh- let, me, let me speak to you directly. <laughs> as I'm sure you are not listening to this at all. Right. But I already explained why we are doing this. We're, we're a podcast. We're a stripped-down, know-nothing podcast, which apparently he didn't listen to the <laughs> intro. So if you're a hardcore Bare Naked Ladies fan without a sense of humor, <laughs> Ooh. then this isn't the podcast for you, man. <laughs> Damn, son. That's hardcore. So why don't you log out of your Breitbart account, get off your MRA forum. Fuck! <laughs> going hard! And start your own goddamn podcast. Damn! Booyah! Damn! Oh, the Ryecast! <laughs> the Ryecast. That's got a ring to it, though, I gotta say. Yeah, that actually, probably, he'd probably be doing pretty good. And then yeah. come at us. No, Rye Bread, I respect your opinion. I don't like this podcast either. Yeah, I, I mean, this... we're not the podcast for people who are hardcore bare naked lady fans, true, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they want to hear two, well, hear a fan like Saker, who is a fan, and a fan like me, who wasn't, who isn't really a fan, slowly becoming a fan. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. We're having fun. And I think our audio quality has gotten better. It's got, he listened to episode one. Yeah, yeah, that's shitty. We should go, like, we should type up episode one and then re-record it exactly <laughs> yeah. with better audio quality i feel bad because we were in a studio then now we're in my basement and yeah. we just didn't know what audio levels were and we our friend jared who i want to have on the pod sometime oh yeah said uh the crypto naturalist oh, do you want <sighs> and we should have leslie on too news goblins oh for sure yeah yeah they were like do you want us to help you with the levels no we got it we got it you can check us out on facebook and twitter where it's all been done to bare naked ladies podcast on facebook or i think we're like been done pod on facebook i don't know how you fucking search it but whatever uh, twitter... come at don't just don't no tweet don't. at us we want you to tweet I'm not at talking us. about that i'm talking about what comes next just don't even do it motherfucker tweet at us on twitter at been done pod do you not like twitter i'm gonna come at you you have a twitter don't you i swear to god don't you at evan Dickin i want to come across twitter? this table why don't you tell us a little bit about your twitter account <laughs> evan plug your twitter please <laughs>